Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, here we are, take two of this recording. Hopefully my batteries won't run out, aside from the fact I was half an hour late as well. Oh, the juggle is real. juggle I love that it is a juggle and it's not like a two ball beginner juggle you've got eight in the air and they're batons and it feels like they're on fire that's (laughs) so true can you ever imagine when someone said to you the thing is when you have a baby you'll just be clawing for an hour to do something just on your own you know even that's that's work you know yeah which this is really uh and you would have been like an as how can you not fit an hour in your day? And then all of a sudden you're like, how can I fit an hour in my day? We've spoken about this, haven't we? We've said, what did we do before? Mm. I i don't know. I think I just watched too much telly probably. Same, same. And without, I, I, without thinking, you know, about it. Yeah. I look at people without kids now and I just think, what are you up to? What do you do? On the other side, there's a part of me that's like, every day I have a real purpose. Not that I didn't before, but it's like, I cannot, you cannot drop the ball. Yeah. Otherwise, a baby or a dog in my circumstance potentially dies. Yeah. So it's like a sort of, <laughs> that's very dark. But you know what I mean? It is like, wow, you've got to really focus on on this one. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. Welcome to Two New Mums. Um, just a quick, because I keep forgetting, we keep forgetting forgetting where we're at you're eight months because you said in a message earlier we've got eight month olds and then I forget mine's not quite eight months seven and a bit yeah um, but but I mean Eden's pretty much 28 so you know oh so Eden's walking um yeah and <laughs> I mean I know she's not walking but um I wouldn't call it that at all but we had a friend around last night was like you know she just she just took some steps and I was like <laughs> I don't really count that but she's standing unaided and she'll just stand there and balance. And we're j- I just keep going, Kenny, look. And she's just like laughing at us. And I'm like, oh my God. And then now she's ta- she's taken like one or two steps and then obviously falls over. But I mean, amazing. what are you doing? Am- yeah, yeah, but no, you know, it, it's, do you know what? And, you, and people do go, oh, that's advanced. But I've done quite a bit of Googling. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean any. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, 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 I would love it if someone said, you know what, that means she is going to be like a genius or she's going to be an Olympian. Doesn't mean anything. And that's the annoying thing. So why do people keep saying it like it's a good thing? Because as far as I'm concerned, it keeps me a lot busier. Gosh, yeah, I can't imagine that. 
It is impressive, though. It's amazing. I don't worry too much about milestones because I feel like we've said this before. They're not going to get to four or 14 and not be able to do these things. So I don't think you need to put pressure on you or your child. But it is amazing how quickly Eden has um, started doing stuff. I've never seen that in a child before. It's got to mean something cool. I think we can. I think it's safe to say she's she's going to be a genius. Well, I think we can say that. Mm, a genius or she's going to have some hefty thighs on her because the reality is great. Kenny and I have both got sizable quads. Oh, I mean, great. I've got Beyonce legs, but not as toned. He has got the strongest, he is a strong man. Um, he's got the strongest thighs I've ever seen. Lovely rugby player thighs, but she's, ba- I don't, is that a good thing? Who you, knows? We'll you find are, out in 15 years. You are a family of cracking thighs, actually. Really mm. good legs, you and Kenny. Strong. Well, that's why it's nice. Yeah, yeah. So right. I think that's all it's really going to mean. But, you know, it is It is funny. It is just funny. <laughs> so, you know, we'll just take that. Um, but if anyone knows if it does mean she'll be a genius, I would like to know because I've really quite extensively Googled and turns <laughs> out, yeah, it's for nothing. Um, that's amazing. We're like, right, what can this child do? If she's got a gift, let me know. Uh, says no Jenny. Yeah. Do you know what I'm so happy about? What? I see that you've embraced Christmas a bit because you've always been a bit anti-Christmas and you've got a bloody tree and everything. It's so nice. I'm actually so excited for Christmas. I've always, always, always been very anti it. I had a bad Christmas one year when my brother had uh, a car accident and he's fine now, but it just changed my opinion of Christmas. And I feel like, you know, if you've got, if you're going through something not great, Christmas can heighten that. And I, some, and obviously we've spoken about our birthdays and presents just don't matter and stuff like that. But it it has all changed now I have a kid. And because you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for them. Although we put oh. the tree up and we were we were going, Bear, look, the tree, the tree. And he was just watching his cartoons like, ugh, what are you doing? And we were like, do you know what? In a few years time, this tree going up will be everything to you. Because it, I'm just forcing it. I am yeah. forcing it so hard on Eden. Like I was each decoration, I was talking her through it, oh. and I was like, "These are some mi- mice. These are some mice on a pair of skis," which is actually technically ridiculous, but yeah, yeah. we love it. Yeah, you know, you gotta get them into it. And the twinkly lights, she seemed kind of into. So it's probably nice. more me than her, but you know, it's mum. It is lovely. My mum got him a, his first Christmas card, which I've opened today, and sat and sobbed with the message. It's just amazing. It's just so lovely, and uh, yeah, I'm all for. You got it. a card that made you cry. That's fabulous. Yeah, I think <laughs> she she must have heard about birthday. She does stuff. So she's like, get Jenny a card, otherwise Christmas will be ruined. <laughs> Um, I don't do Christmas cards because that is admin in my life. I do not need. My mm. parents used to have like a roller decks of people's names and addresses oh, and write yeah. cards out. Come on. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's... An, do you know... But do you know what? It's nice when people... Like our neighbours always give us a Christmas card and I'm like, oh, that's so lovely. But I can't be bothered. No, and the thing with the neighbours is you then have to do it back, don't you? And Well, I've, yeah, I've bought some in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. If they do, I'll let them make the first mm. move. And if they do, I'll have to, but... Um, yeah, I went. I went to um, a Christmas party um, with work. I was actually in London. I was your way, and I was so excited because you're like, "Oh, a me day! Get you know, get a bit dressed up and um, have a glass of wine and stuff." But do you know what? It was a really lovely get together. But I really realised since having a child how my social skills have completely disappeared. And how I've always been an oversharer. I'm someone that likes to shock. I'll say things just to try and shock people. But 
now the oversharing is about like your kids toilet habits why did i Mm. i was meeting people as well for the first time and it's on a radio station where i'm quite a fan of a lot of the people that work there so not only was i nervous just socially meeting new people i'm also like a a bit in awe of some of these people so why was i telling them about bear's ringworm Uh, oh jenny come on go with the fun you've got better the content than that i had nothing and i was telling i'm sure it came across well i'm sure do you know when you get you can deliver that i think to people with other kids people without kids no yeah i don't think it was the right audience but do you know what but but it's hard because it's a bit like sometimes i'm on instagram i'm like oh god all i do is post about my kid i hate being that person (laughs) but i'm not doing anything else You know, well, I'm going to places, but if I go to places, she's my full time. She's more than a full time occupation. Yeah. And plus, you know, I do find a lot of it funny. And mm-hmm. I don't know, some people, other mums seem to like it. Yeah. But what else am I going to post about? Because suddenly nothing else has much significance in my life. I know. I, I know. It's really, really hard. And you do that thing, you know, when you're dating somebody and you bring the conversation oh, around to them and it's like you know yeah. they'll order a glass of water and you go oh gosh they love water oh yeah, this is one time so i was giving cute. them water and then this happened and i, I realized i i can't i cannot stop and i found i found it tough and i i did that thing on the way home because i had a train journey all the way home where you just sit and you think about what you've said and i was like why yeah. did i say that why did I say that? And you know, when you just say, oh, I just wish I could do it all again and just come across as cool and fun. Because I am still cool and fun somewhere. It's just sure not, you are. It's, I just <laughs> haven't tapped into that in a little while. But our brains are just absolutely saturated with the child. Yeah. Because they have to be. Yeah. Because that's how they're programmed. So it is, but I know exactly what you mean. And I'm like, I had a bit of a wobble the other day. There was something I noticed I hadn't been invited to. I won't go into it, oh, but it no. hurt. And um, I thought, I messaged Kenny and I was like, am I just not fun anymore? Oh, like, what mean? if I? Oh, was I Was I ever fun? But the thing is, before, I didn't care. I assumed I was. I just was like, yeah, I'm fun. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, I would. I will leave a party. I went to a kid's party at the weekend. It was brilliant. Free drink. Um free goodie bag, cake, left at 6pm, no judgment, brilliant. brilliant. But that is what I'm like in an adult party as well. <laughs> I'm not staying, to, I'm not, I'm not, oh, you're staying up till 3am? Awful. No, thank That's you. Horrible. And I did really question, like, am I just really dull now? You, I suppose it's sort of questioning your identity. And and then I came to the conclusion, I don't, I don't know, I don't think I really care, but mm-hmm. it is, it is weird. You do go, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit like that. As well, there was something else I was, about, I was just about to touch on. Oh God, what was it? I'm sure it was marginally interesting. <laughs> um, you see, look, this is my brain. It's just so busy with everything. Baby, what was I going to say? Yeah, it'll come back. Maybe it will come back. Maybe it won't. It's funny, isn't it? Because like it. I definitely thought, not just myself, but like you and me. You know, when people say you can lose yourself a little bit when you're um, a parent, I would have definitely thought you, the two of us no. No, because we're quite, I think we've got quite strong personalities. I think we know our own minds quite well. We're not people that really follow people. Um, But gosh, you do a little bit. You do. And and not in a, not in a materialistic sense. I think we still dress how we always have. And I think we're both doing that. I mean, I'm, might be speaking wrong for you but i, I think it's no it's i'm still a, very judgmental with food and hotels yeah and okay all that great yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant i'm still very yeah you're still you're still i'm still a snob still a yeah knob, yeah um yeah total knob. <laughs> but it's it's on a deeper level than that isn't it it really is just the 
sometimes I have to remind myself to be a bit more playful and fun. Sometimes I have to actually check in with myself and have a word and go like, this can be fun, loosen up. But it's just because yeah. the severity of what we're doing daily, like you said at the beginning of this podcast, like literally keeping something alive. It's so serious and so heavy that sometimes you have to, you do have to snap yourself out of just getting too far into it, I think. Yeah, well, even putting the Christmas decorations up yesterday and there was a, I was getting really stressed because I couldn't find, I needed to trim the bottom of the tree and da da da. And Kenny was like, stop, this is meant to be fun. Yeah. Stop finding it stressful. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but you're holding her now and she's probably going to want to feed in half an mm-hmm. hour and there's a lot I want to fit in until then. And it's just, everything's a bit like, I've got to fit things in. I've remembered the things. Go on. Um, Here's a couple of things I never thought I'd do. I got Eden a personalised bauble for her first Christmas. I would have seen that a few years ago and been like, who buys that crap? Who buys that utter crap? Oh, it's me. Oh, it's me. Hi. I bought a big snow globe one with her name on it at first Christmas and we're going to enjoy it every single year. It's lovely. And, and can I just add, this was Kenny's idea. My boyfriend, we nicknamed him Kenny Christmas because he loves Christmas. Yeah. We've, we've bought Christmas family pyjamas for all three of us. I saw that you'd done this and you know who am I if I wasn't in the same situation as you I'd have thought god you're a twat but I saw it and I went oh that's lovely I want to do the same feels great Jenny it feels really lovely and Eden it's so cute it's ridiculous I just feel guilty there's not one for the dog but um (laughs) that's me now that's just that's just me it's just my life there's like some really cheesy Instagram and Facebook posts that me and one of my best mates who's got two kids she tags me in them all the time. Honestly, if you, if you tagged me in that, it's a bit live, love, laugh. If you oh, ta- no. tagged me in that crap a couple of years ago, I would have been like, what's wrong with you? But now I'm like, I'm in bits. <laughs> we tag each other in them, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we? we do. It's those, and those like mum poems and stuff. Like you're doing a good job and you're like, thank oh, you. God. Amy, I made a reel. You just made me think because I'd not even thought. I made a reel celebrating Christian and it's so fucking cheesy. But I love it. And it, it did really well on TikTok. Like, we need wow. to set up Mum Talk or something because I'm quite big on TikTok at Mom, the moment. T- uh, sorry, I'd never picked up on Mum Talk. No. Can I just add, I'm really sorry I never did the TikTok dance for my 40th. There's still time. I did. There's still time. <laughs> I did do a weird dance when the cake arrived. That was it, um, which is a bit Mum dancey. You can see it on my Instagram, but it made me cringe. Um, but yeah, so, oh, well, well that's where we if are. If you're just... listening, please tag us in any mushy stuff you see on Instagram. We're oh, two new it. mums podcast on Instagram if you don't follow us. Tag us in everything because we're there. We're fully there. We are probably a year away from a live, laugh, love sign. And gosh, <laughs> that's that's the pits, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it just? But that's where we're at. No judgment here. That says, that says living our lives. Now we get it. Oh, dear. Um, well, this week we are uh, speaking with somebody who's going to, uh, again, an expert who's going to help us with these early years. And um, yeah, talking is something, you know, Eden might be walking, but uh, Bear's talking. He said hello in Northern. So, <laughs> it, you know. Yes, he does say hello. It's another thing that I think the things we're going to discuss, they're definitely things that I don't even think like you and I, Amy, have really spoken aloud to about each other. But I know that it's stuff that parents have in the back of their mind constantly. And you're just thinking, oh, when do we get to this stage? And when do we get to that stage? And, when, and you definitely need an expert, don't you, to help you navigate through it. Yeah. So we're going to um, learn a little bit about why reading's important. You know, when you need to think about 
that kind of stuff. And also, do you know what? What what are we meant to be doing at this point in yeah. terms of learning? Mm-hmm. That is what we need to do. Am I doing everything? Are we doing everything we're meant to? Like, there's no guidebook for this stuff. So uh, <laughs> we are about to speak to a brilliant professional who helpfully is going to answer those questions. We have a very special guest. SJ, an early years leader at primary school, also mum to an incredible toddler and one of my best friends. Hello, SJ. Hello. Hi, SJ. It's lovely to be on. It's so good to have you on. I was saying to Amy before this, you are not just because you're a professional, but just because of how you are with your kid. You are the one that I just come to for everything. And I've said to you, have a nice area. Sometimes I like, you just tell me everything like you've just done potty training. And I'm like, OK, tell me everything when I get to that stage. And I just oh, that learned. is so kind, but it do, sort of does come with the job. We've got such a busy unit. There's so many kids. Um, yeah, oh. so you learn a lot fast. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hear you're like the oracle. So I think this is this is a sort of area that, I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? You have a baby, you learn all about the birth and you learn how to put nappies on and things like that. But there's no point of, if I'm being honest, if I really thought about at what point do I need to be teaching her things? And, and, and how do you start that when should you start that so you know my baby's uh eating seven months bears obviously eight months is there anything at this stage or what stage do we start is that the best place to to begin do you think I think there'll be loads and loads that you're doing already with your children so just um lots and lots of interaction lots of talking with them um lots of reading with them um pointing out new vocabulary um just all the things that you probably would naturally do anyway, lots of singing with them, doing rhymes, little poems, um, just talking to them, just on your day to day as you as you're going about your lives, just talking to them lots and lots. Because you were the one that said to me with sensory, obviously, we've done the sensory classes, but you were like, Jenny, as long as is he seeing things, is he feeling things, is he smelling things? That's all sensory, isn't it? Because I think yeah, this word absolutely. gets they say like you've got to be doing sensory and you think gosh I've got to do a class or something but you don't do you no absolutely not it is just stimulating all the senses that's all it is and you do so yeah and walks and, and things like that so with reading this is something that um because I'll be honest I mean we have screen time in our house actually quite a lot like Bear really loves his cartoons and his music but with the reading that's something where I definitely feel like I've got to start that I need to be doing that with him now and uh yeah and he's got a little library card and I take him to the library and stuff but you know when I sit down and read with him he is not interested and I'm like am I wasting my time is this important so when, when does reading start and what's the best way to approach that I would say um, start as early as you can. Just try and build it into your routine a little bit. Um, The same books over and over again are more important than doing a million different ones. So lots and lots of the same book. Uh, Repetition is key so they really get to know the story really well and they can start to anticipate what's coming next in the story and start to join in with you a little bit. So like when the big bad wolf huffs and puffs, you might hear that they start to go blowing or um, growling along with the stories or just starting to make those really... um, early little noises to join in with the story Um, why is that repetition important then what is what's that about well in school we have a bank of say six books it depends how long the half term is so if it's a six week half term we have six books that we just share with the children over and over and over again 
um, just so they do get to know those stories really well. They get to know the structure of them. They get to know the characters of them. They get to know the vocab really well. And they become really confident with just those six. And then you start to hear them retelling them um, in the learning environment as well. And they're just really confident with them and then can use puppets to retell them. And then that helps them when they come to their writing, they can retell them really easily, really confidently, and they can write them too. Uh Whereas if you share like a million different stories, they don't really get to grips with any of them at all. Oh, uh, because, I see. You know, the first time is sort of like the awe and wonder. And then the second time it starts to sink in a bit more. So just the more you can read the same stories, the better, really. That is fascinating because I would have thought the opposite. You've got to give mm. them loads of different books and loads of different options. Yeah, the, the same ones, but over and over again. So they really get to know them and then they can start to join in, can't they? They can, they know what's going to happen next. It gives them the confidence. I know this story. I love it. I, I want to read it again and again. It's It might be boring for us reading the same stories over and over, but it isn't for the child. They're just building their confidence and they they just love it. You've really you know, got, got to find a good one then, haven't you? Because there yeah. are, there's one I read the other day. I read it to Eden and I was like, this is a, this is atrocious. There's barely even a story storyline to this. I don't know how some of these books get published. Honestly, easiest job in the world. But there, there must be some, are there any books that you recommend? Or I don't know that are a sort of, you know, there's often books that people go, oh, this is a good one. I mean, I have heard about the Gruffalo. That, that sounds yeah. like quite a, is a bit of a kid's any- classic. Any books where they are quite repetitive in the story as well, like the Gruffalo is brilliant because he comes across the different animals and the same rhyme is said every time. Oh, okay. um, so any of the books by like Julia, Julia Donaldson um, and, and any of the traditional tales. Um, yeah, because again, they get to know this is really repetitive. The wolf is going to the three bears house and every time says the same thing. Um, so they're getting to know that story really, really well. Because the songs that we listen to are so repetitive to the point where I was I was listening to one today and it was about a rainbow and it just went rainbow, rainbow, (laughs) right over and over again. So that's obviously I didn't realise the importance of that until right now. (laughs) But also, Jenny, have you noticed as well? And you'll have found this SJ that like, yeah, she'll watch the same shows or like baby TV and it's the the same every day. And I'm like, why don't they change this? But then you realise you're driving along and you're suddenly going little Lola because you've literally, do you know that one? It's a banger. But because you've, it's gone into your brain so much. So I guess that's why with them as well, it must be going in. They're just embedding it, embedding it, embedding it. And if they Mm. do learn a new word, I feel like you shouldn't ever shy away from really big words with kids as well, because actually they're the ones that they tend to remember best. Really? Um, And then if you point that word out to them in lots of different contexts, it just helps it to set in. So if they've seen something in a book or on the TV and then you see it out and about, you should point it out to them again in lots of different places. They don't see it as like an abstract thing. They know it's a real thing. You're just embedding it again in their brains. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And with with the storytelling, is it is it a necessity to do different voices? Does that help at all? Because Christian was an actor in his 20s and um, he insists on loads of different voices, loads of different accents. Is this important or can I tell him to just stop that now? I think it absolutely is very important. I think choose a book that you really like yourself so that you're not having to fake it. And then just genuinely enjoy it with your child, like make it a cosy moment. Um, it, it's, a, it's just a lovely time to bond with your child as well, isn't it? Sharing a story. Yeah, choose a quiet time, I would say. Maybe turn off background noise so they're really listening to you. But I think if you're making all those voices and you're making it excited and you're genuinely having a good time, they will too. Oh, that's a very good point. So what are the other things that 
you know, I, I mean, I don't know when is there an optimal optimal age that kids go to nursery. I mean, it, that won't be an option for many parents. They'll have to put kids in nursery and obviously they'll pick up a lot there. But what can we do with our kids before they start nursery? You know, because obviously and there's a lot of stimulus there. But is it just, again, the same things, just the talking, the reading and lots and lots of talking, interaction, joining in with them in, in their games and not just turning it into what you want to play. Like really look at what they're doing and get immersed in what they want to do. Um, anything that they want to do let them do anything that they want to do carefully let them do so don't take over um so if they're doing something and it looks slightly dangerous but you can see that they're taking care doing it I would let them do it because that's them problem solving that's them learning and even if it takes a bit longer as well say if you when um your babies get a little bit older they might want to start try putting their boots on themselves or um zipping up their coat it might be a bit frustrating to wait for them to do it. But if they're trying to do it themselves, just really hold back because that is where the learning's happening. Just that's oh. the struggle is where the learning is. So anything that they're um, trying to do themselves, let them, I would well, say. I mean, we can all learn for that from that. Although Eden did grab my favourite boots today, which were quite expensive and was absolutely destroying them. I don't know what the lesson is there, if I'm honest, SJ. <laughs> I, did have to, I did have to intervene at one point, but <laughs> I'll try and hold back next time. It's the same though, isn't it, with the, because uh, SJ, we've just done, we've just started weaning. So it's the same with that, isn't it? You see them and they're missing their mouth and that spoon's <sighs> going everywhere and they're making such a mess. And all you want to do is jump mm. in. But what you're saying is no, because you will interrupt the learning and the progression. Yeah, absolutely. If you do, do it for them every time, then all their learning is, oh, I can't do it. So someone's having to do it for me. Whereas if you let them get a bit messy and you let them try, um themselves that's where the learning's taking place and then of course you're going to help them when they're really having a big struggle but let them have that struggle first yeah and it is I am actually quite amazed by I mean obviously the food goes everywhere and you are thinking oh my god but it, I am quite amazed how they do figure it out eventually and get the spoon in the mouth or even if it's off their hands they know that they're meant to be eating I mean they put everything in the mouth don't they but maybe we need yeah. to give them a bit more slack yeah maybe they're <laughs> definitely quite smart Oh, and then um, any of the like turn taking games, that's really good. Um, so just teaching them the just really basic communication skills, like giving eye contact and, you know, sit on their level and wait for them to finish speaking before you speak so that they can learn that they have to do the same. Um, it sounds really obvious, but these are skills that, you know, they need to be taught. It's almost basically yeah. teach them like a speak, look, treat them like a grown up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've got this is where we, they'd learn the skills. This is the beginning of it. Wow. And it doesn't yeah. have to be really complicated games. It could just be rolling a ball, but just turn taking games will really help them when they do get to nursery. Wow, that's interesting. And they realise that it's not all about them. Uh. <laughs> yeah. With with the like speaking to them like they're an adult and stuff. Here's something that I'm unsure about. We've got dogs. So I just naturally, because he's a baby, I'll go, your doggies, it's doggies. Should I just say the dogs? Like, what, what, what do you think with that? What's best? No, I think that is quite, that's quite sweet. And they're his pets. So I think that's okay. I think that's absolutely fine. But does it, yeah, yeah, the whole sort of baby voice, you know, when you are like, well done, little one, you can't help it, can you? But mm. it is strange how we do that. Is, is, is there a benefit to that at all? Do we know? I think that is that's that's lovely you're just you're giving them that positive affirmation I think that's yeah. really nice yeah I suppose it's and the then, tone uh, isn't it yeah so with reading 
there's a word that you say a lot that I know you're really, really passionate about, SJ, which is phonics. And uh, this is extremely important. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So phonics is, to just put it in its simplest terms, just learning the alphabetic code. So learning the sounds and the letters and then using them to read and to, to write. So by pushing the sounds together to blend, we can read. And then we segment the sounds to write. So it's just the very, very basics of reading and writing, basically. So is this sort of when you say the alphabet and you would say a, b, k, is, is it that? No, it's changed now. <laughs> yeah, we don't do same. that anymore, right? Do we no. not do that now? No way. Mm. We teach them the pure sounds now. What, we go straight um, in on the adult ABC? No, we, oh. we teach them the sound, but it's the smallest unit of sound. It's not per with a we call it a schwa on the end that is oh. it's it's not m it's m oh i see doesn't really exist oh my god yeah so it's it's how you would say it so you'd say mum yeah you wouldn't say mum you'd say yeah mum. so it's just the smallest unit of sound mm. oh okay i feel i need to learn this yeah so like uh uh, <laughs> so a, b, k, d. Oh, um, a, b, a, k, d. And we used to say g, didn't we? G, but it's not as g. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. So z, z, z. No, z. Oh, z. z. Oh, we're still wow. on the we're still on the real basic alphabet. <laughs> we're on like the eighties version. Yeah, we're so eighties. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Wow. But a lot um, comes before all of that. A right. lot comes before all of, all of that. So it's all the speaking and listening skills. It's called, we call it phase one, comes even before they start to learn the letters and sounds. Um, so again, enjoying books and rhymes, noticing and making environmental sounds, because it's a really abstract thing teaching them. A book, isn't it? Mm. Like, what is that? What does that even mean? So they've got to be able to distinguish between different sounds. So we do lots of um, noticing environmental sounds. So when you're out on a walk, listening for the birds, um, can they hear a siren? And just knowing what a sound is, even before we then combine it with a you know, the letter and what it looks like. They've got to know what a sound actually is. What is that? It's a noise, isn't it? So you're pointing out lots of different noises. Oh, Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So when they start making their sounds and they're sort of, they like mumble a bit, don't they, when they're starting? Yeah. Is that them, is it them copying us or is it because it feels nice for them to do? Is it? That's them just doing lots of different practices, practicing of moving their mouth in different ways and making lots of different noises. That's why teaching them the animal sounds are amazing because they're doing like bar and <laughs> you know all the all the monkey sounds which are like the vowel sounds so if, if you're teaching them all the animal sounds that's the very beginning of them learning how to say the the phonics sounds right and is it fun is it true that dada is easier for them to say than mama or is my child just trying to hurt me um well mm is one of the first sounds that they learn because all they have to do is put their lips together to say it <laughs> Oh, Whoa. oh gosh so why That's is why... dada normally the first because they just prefer them so i think that's normally a, a slightly later one oh, oh. Not, not in my case 
Mm. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's pushing 40, but she's, um, she's, there was a, I think there was a mama weeks ago, but it's almost like, oh, bored of you now. Yeah, it feels like that, 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 that does that a lot, you know, <laughs> cuts, cuts straight through. But now I know that that's good. That's, mm. I'm definitely not telling Kenny that. Oh dear. Does singing, I guess, because you've mentioned rhyming, and I've just noticed with all the stuff that Bear's exposed to, like kids, everything rhymes. And um, so is singing really important? Yeah, because when you think about it, all songs are just short stories. Um, so again, you're introducing vocabulary. Every song, every nursery rhyme tends to serve a purpose as well. Some of them um, are quite like, dark, though, aren't they? Like yeah, Ring a Ring yeah. of Roses. Um, that's mm. about the Black Death. So what <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ring a Ring of Roses was like the rash you got in your hand, the pocket, a, a tissue, a tissue. We all fall down. Is them all dying? Yeah. Wow. Dark. They would. Yeah. Who? Why would you make a nursery rhyme up when you're going through that? It's like making a nursery rhyme up during COVID, but you know, and it wasn't, yeah. Anyway, so sorry, Jenny, you looking mild state of shock. Could you drop that on you? Wow. My goodness. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, SJ. So <laughs> derailed you a bit there with the black right. death. Didn't, didn't think that would be happening this episode. <laughs> yeah, most nursery rhymes tend to serve a purpose, like, oh, MacDonald is the animal sounds again, wheels on the bus, environmental sounds, oh, yeah. um, head, shoulders, knees, and toe, toes, body parts. One, two, three, four, five, it's the numbers. And we, we use them lots in school because for, we've got a lot of children in our classes um, with English as a second language. So they're at the, they might be at the very first stages of learning English. And if they learn a nursery rhyme, it might be the most amount of words that they've, they've used that day, just in 10 seconds of singing a nursery rhyme. Yeah. And kids, yeah. So wow. kids that tend to be quite reluctant to speak because they just, they don't have the confidence or the language too, if they learn a, a song that they usually, you know, prefer to feel more confident singing. Oh. Joining in with everyone. Well, that's good to know. I'm going to do more singing. Um, sometimes I just make songs up because I realise I don't know any nursery rhyme lyrics, but I think as long as you're singing, surely that's that helps. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And I guess if you're singing with them, they're not responding to you like you were saying like you 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 wait for each other and they learn those social cues and stuff like that but they are learning to kind of sing together aren't they and sing in time and sh that's got to be additional skills yeah the bouncy rhythm catches the child's attention and then it's just another lovely time to bond with your child and have that time together and just using lots of vocabulary again and do you do you think if your child can't sing you should be honest with them about that or let them believe <laughs> That's maybe a deeper. Maybe let them believe. <laughs> Unless they suddenly then say, "Let's go on a TV show," and then you say, "Well, yeah." But then you can have. Then that's when you have the tricky conversation. I don't know. Mm. It's awkward as well, um, because Jackson's learning lots of new language at the moment, and sometimes I, I can't quite understand what he's saying. But I feel like I have to be honest with him as well, because I, I have to say, um, "Sorry, I, I don't quite know what what you mean." You know, or, mm. or can you say that again? I don't know what you're talking about because. I don't want it to just nod. I want him to know that he's not being clear enough. How old is Jackson? Um, he's going to be three in January. Okay. And when did when I don't even know when kids start talking. So obviously they make all these noises and stuff. And like Eden started to just scream sporadically now and again, which is quite hilarious. But when <laughs> when do they start forming sentences? What's the I mean, we don't like to talk about milestones really, but 
Um, no, I think when they get to about one, then you start to hear single words usually. Okay. Um, and then they will just add on other words and then it will just become sentences eventually. But I, I, yeah, Aww. you don't like to say milestones, do you? But um, I think at one, you start to hear a few little words. Oh, and it's, be cute. is it with the development, is confidence a thing here where it's got to be encouraged? So, you know, even if Bear just makes a, a noise, which he started doing a lot now, I always say, yes, great, tell me more and try and interact with that just so that when he starts talking, I want him to be confident to keep going with it. Is, is that a thing? Yeah, I, I would say that. Or if he says a word, I'd just model back the word again. Or if you think he's ready, model back the word, but add another word to it. So if he says ball, you could say, yes, it's a big ball. Or mm. you add another word. Um, oh. Yeah, I'd just do it that way. So I'd just, I'd just model back. I wouldn't um, probe him too much or ask too many questions because that can sometimes be a bit, intrusive and then kids often pull back is it good to ask them to say things then or is that too much so say if let me think of an example if I handed him a carrot and said what is this is is that too much then you kind <laughs> yeah, of I probably wait. would I would just model it lots of leave lots me alone I'm eight months old <laughs> <laughs> yeah would yeah, yeah. the interrogation you... with the carrots <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Because I saw someone saying this on Instagram and I found that interesting. So, yeah, you don't want them to feel, you know, put out or under pressure. Yeah, and you don't want to knock their confidence either. You want them to feel like they can do it. I'd just model it enough times and then eventually you'll start to hear it. Sorry, I started doing a thing where on our landing, there's a picture of, um, there's three pictures of uh, like me with Eden, uh, Peggy with Eden and Kenny with Eden. And so I pick, I point them out and I go, Dada, Peggy. Uh, mama and she seems to smile and I feel like she sort of takes it but does stuff like that help does that go in does or I don't know absolutely yeah it will and one day you'll hear her go past and say them oh that'd be cute say mama first yeah (laughs) 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 over the next few months I'm just going to be going mama mama yeah I'm just gonna I'll just I'll just be like Peggy mama Peggy mama no ignore that (laughs) I think we had cat before mum or dad. Oh, cat. oh yeah. that, that's a tricky one, is it not? Cat. Um, yeah, I suppose so. It was really funny the first time you said it, cat. And I thought, did I just hear that? And then the cat <laughs> walked past again and went, cat. I was like, oh my gosh, it was really that's random. Funny. Yeah. Sometimes I think you think you hear words, don't you? Yesterday, I swear she said Peggy. <laughs> and then Kenny she just looks at me a bit like, hmm. I was like, I'm sure she just said Peggy. It probably wasn't. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, do say it quite a- Accents is a funny one because we've spoken about um, yeah. how Bear has sort of said hello, and but he says hello. He says that it is Dad's Yorkshire accent, and you have a situation, don't you, SJ, where you and your partner have different accents? Yeah. Um, so you can tell he baths Jackson more because he says, "Is it time for a bath?" And I think oh, that's <laughs> not me. <laughs> that's oh not me. wow, that's so interesting. Bath. Oh, oh my but gosh. That's- that then makes me nervous because all the songs that we listen to are um, American. You know, on YouTube, I can't seem to find too much <laughs> British stuff. So, like, the alphabet is X, Y, Z. And I'm thinking, gosh, is he going to suddenly start talking in an American accent? Is that possible? Uh, yes. There are YouTube kids. Definitely. There are YouTube kids at work that say garbage truck and I'll have a Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I know that isn't from their parents. <laughs> I know it's not. That's God, so funny. Well, my, ne- my niece is seven and she often speaks in an American accent and it's really good. And it's because she watches endless like American stuff on. I mean, I think we all did. Yeah, well, we had like neighbours and home and away. So probably more Australian, less American. But yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Do, do you I think SJ like because, I don't know, like is Christian's accent because I guess it's like broader. Is there a chance he'll pick that up instead of Jenny's? But then I guess he's going to be at school in Nottingham, right? So, mm. yeah. So I think that will take over, and I think he'll end up with a Nottingham accent. Yeah, yeah. So, so when Christian think... says Yorkshire's dominant, that it's no, I think when he's around all of all of his friends at school and stuff, we all end up having a Nottingham accent. He's going to yes. make you move. He's going to make you move in a couple of years. <laughs> do you know though a kid with a Yorkshire accent is so cute it's it so is, funny yeah. yeah I agree yeah you need to push that <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much SJ this has been amazing have you got any tips for any extra tips for parents just talk 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 and interact with your children don't um feel silly just play with your child on their agenda with whatever they want to do and just um yeah get stuck in Thank That's you brilliant. so much. I feel a lot more confident now about stuff and actually a lot more excited about stuff. So thank you. And also a bit less pressured in the Christ, I need to be doing more. And when actually, like you say, just talking to your kid, I'm going to talk up the mm. poor thing all day. So hopefully that will help. But yeah, she has to listen to my crap. But yeah, it, that's really reassuring that, you know, we're not meant to be doing other stuff no. other than, you know, those the communication. That's great absolutely and every school uses a different phonics scheme as well so if you ended up um teaching them all the letters and sounds the school could end up undoing all of your work anyway because every phonics scheme is really different so it's best just waiting um, right until they're at nursery or school and then finding out what they do and do what they want you to do basically because then you'll all be consistent with it amazing that is fine by me (laughs) wonderful news (laughs) thank you so much sj cheers sj thank you so much